0: Comics, episode, episode 38, 38.
1: From Wizard World Chicago, this is Around Comics, a weekly roundtable discussing topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Christopher Neisman, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime and the producer of the show, <laughs> Brian Salazar.
0: Why are all these men in our room?
1: <laughs> and our <laughs> guests... Who are you? ...are, well, pretty much everyone that came to Wizard World. The whole con is here! The whole
0: con <laughs> is here!
2: Yeah! Um... I guess nobody, we'll, what there'll be, there'll be nobody on the forum to talk about this. <laughs> nobody we'll be listening because we've all lived We, right. we we're there. Will be on there going, What was it
1: fun? <laughs> we will have everyone introduce themselves real quickly uh, from left to right on your iPod uh, first. I'm Dustin Drace. Yay. Sean Whalen. Hey. Jim Segulin. From Raging Bullets, Raging Bullets guys. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Pat Loika from Path to Armageddon. Tom Caters
3: <laughs>
1: Dave Wachter <laughs> Artists of Scar Tissue of Dan Corbett <laughs> Yes, Paper Cut from paper the forum
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> No, I'm Tom Caters
5: <laughs> No, this is Matt S Vince P David Price
6: Neil Gorman from the Comicology Podcast Yay! God Mark Beatty. <laughs> all same
7: difference. Slightly different. Chip
1: all right. Guys, uh, everyone, welcome aboard. This is uh, kind of our in progress uh, Wizard World Chicago wrap up. Uh, what to talk oh about.
7: God, is it over?
1: <laughs> Not yet. Mm-hmm. We have hours to yeah, go. Right to it good. is, uh, a- as we speak here, it is <laughs> Saturday evening. We uh, took a little break from the festivities to uh, uh, herd a big group of us back to the hotel room, and it's Mark's. Said it is the gayest thing ever. It's
2: a stripper coming. This would be perfect. It's a bachelor party, but there isn't because I there's no stripper, a stripper coming. Right, right. It now becomes the largest gay event ever in this
1: hotel room. We we've got a really interesting. You don't know that. We've got a really interesting mix of folks here. We have creators. We have uh, exhibitors. We have fans. We've got fellow podcasters. So it's uh, really
2: and, uh, and still no women.
1: And still,
2: and no. Who says? There,
1: who says there's no women in
0: comic books? <laughs> just not in this room.
1: <laughs> well, I tell you, what, let's uh, let's start off with just um, some convention highlights, and we'll work around the room. Uh, Dan, you're the man holding the microphone. Uh, convention highlight from from this point. Anytime now, <laughs> you, Dan. Uh,
4: I don't know. It's, it's meeting all the creators has been just a blast. They've been uh, very friendly and very giving, especially. Ronan studio guys.
1: The Ronan guys are great, as
2: Ow! always. <laughs> this is an idea
8: don't, when you don't do this. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Dustin? Don't
2: point with your microphone. Um,
8: I had a great time meeting all the creators. It's kind of a, an honor to meet all those people who you spend so much time with in, in the privacy of your own home and actually see these people that spent hours and hours slaving upon their... The hey, whoa. Their whoa, that's for me to know. All right. Uh, it's just so cool to finally meet the people responsible for these great books that give us this forum to talk about, I mean, that's why we're here to talk about what they do.
2: Ass kisser! Oh, I'm sorry.
8: Yeah. No, it's also cool to to meet all the the nerds (laughs) dressed in costumes. That was pretty awesome. (laughs) Sean Whelan from Raging Bullets.
9: Besides meeting all of you guys... Buying a suitcase to take all my stuff home That I <laughs> I did, I, I really did I had to buy another suitcase I, I, <laughs>
1: Sean, Sean and, uh, and and David Price, I, I picked up at the airport Or met at the airport to take the train And uh, just to get To this convention this week Was, I mean, it was, it was a, An epic journey
0: 20 minutes for me,
9: baby <laughs> uh, Sean, how long On the tarmac in Cleveland? Geez, we were um, I was supposed to leave at seven thirty Chicago time. And what time did I actually meet up with you? Uh, eleven
1: thirty He calls me, he's like, We've been
9: sitting for three hours, <laughs> haven't haven't left the airport yet. So We we taxied for so long that they actually were gonna turn the plane around to refuel <laughs> because they couldn't get a flight out because of the storm. So
1: now now your your partner on Raging Bullets, Jim, how is your uh, how was your trip getting here? Getting here was actually
10: not too bad. It was the uh, leaving work was a pain in the ass because every time I went to leave someone gave me something else to do and they just what was supposed to be a half day turned into a full day and then I'm rushing to the airport. Once I got to the airport everything was pretty cool
1: right. um, Pat Loika, uh, good buddy from San Diego uh, get your thoughts not just on convention highlights but when I mean, you're a San Diego native. Uh, San Diego Con is your home convention. Uh, a quick comparison for people that have not been to both, or maybe been to one or the other.
11: Difference between San Diego Con and Wizard World Chicago. Between the two conventions, uh, <coughs> San Diego is a bit more impersonal. It's too, it's gotten too big, and it's gotten to that point where you you can't really see everything. You got, you have five days to go through everything, but you only have. Uh, you have so much time, but there's way too many people, and there's way too much stuff going on. You'll never see everything. Chicago, on the other hand, was a lot better in a way because it's it's not as big. So half the size of San Diego, literally. At the same time, though, it's a bit more it's a bit more intimate. There's this feeling going on, and all the creators seem to be having a more they're a bit more laid back here than they are in San Diego. So you can get. Uh, like, you know getting sketches and getting commissions are is a lot easier here than it was over there, for example.
1: how's the how's the reception been at uh, at your booth? I know that you're you're sharing a table with Dave. Uh, how's it been here this year?
11: Well it's phenomenal. way better than last year and it's've uh, uh, I've actually recouped my trip on the first day of the con. Which is amazing. I've never had that happen before. I
1: walk up to Pat last night and I go, Pat, how was your first day at the show? And he's like, I am a rich I'm man. I'm rich,
11: bitch!
3: Yeah! I can go home! I don't have to come back here!
1: <laughs> well, well, talk to your uh, talk to your, your booth mate. Uh, Dave, uh, strangest uh, sketch request of the show so far?
12: Um, uh, they haven't been really that strange. I had two people looking for the Golden Age uh, Batwoman. Two people in a row. So that was kind of weird because people don't usually ask for that one. She dresses in yellow, by the way. So it's just like a bat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the yellow bat from the Don't Asia forget her something. bat purse.
11: Bat yes, purse.
12: that's right. Because every good super heroine needs a purse to keep her, you know, bat lipstick bat, in, cool. so she can make her, her bat earrings, <laughs> her bat not bat earrings. What What's your favorite yes. sketch
1: request, Ben, for the show so far?
12: Um, oh, I don't, I don't even know. I, you know, the ones I always like the best are the kids when the kids want want to request. Not us drawing of a kid. <laughs> David Price is <laughs> over there. That that could be bad, Dave. No, yeah, stop I it. That's just answer. wrong. All right, okay. No, um, you know, but when you get when you get the kids and they say, you know, well, I don't really have any money, but could you just draw my favorite is Johnny Torch and I think he's great or whatever. And, and we had we had a uh, I had a today I had a, a father and son. And I had actually seen them last year, and I did. And they just get little headshots that I, did, and I do the headshots for free. And uh, I remember them from last year, and I did little headshots for them. And I think it's cool when you see the father and the son come to a show together. It's it's encouraging. It makes you feel makes you feel warm and fuzzy. fuzzy. In a good, clean, wholesome In way. <laughs> <laughs> you purrs. And, and, and D- Dave,
1: if you've never seen Dave, Dave is very fuzzy looking. I am. Yeah, fuzzy. Well, to our next fuzzy
4: guest, um, Matt, um, convention highlight. Oh, sleeping in the same room with you, Chris. No, um, <laughs> you know, i, I got to be honest, really, my main we're, reason... We're editing that out, <laughs> so, so quick. <laughs> uh, my main reason for coming down here really wasn't the, com- I mean, wasn't the comics, it wasn't the creators. It was just a chance to meet and hang out with everybody that uh, has been on the forum, people from our forum, from uh, CGS forums, from all over the damn place. So that's been a cool part of the trip. And, I don't know, meeting Tony Danza today <laughs> was pretty cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that joke <laughs> in a minute. In, in, anyway, also seeing Blore was Blore. pretty cool. Blore. <laughs> All Black Thor. the, yes, the Black, All Thor. Black Thor. Thor. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. my <laughs> nice.
8: pictures. That are phenomenal. So yeah, we'll post
3: yeah, some pictures
0: D- up the pictures. Dustin spent the, his entire day to day taking pictures of nothing but people in well, costumes. When I was
8: telling people that I was going to this this convention, I was like, "Yeah, it's going to be about you know me and forty thousand of my closest nerds." Um, so like everybody's like, "Well, you got to get pictures." So I everybody I saw, I stopped every single one. It was great. I've got about seventy photos. So of all people wow. in costumes, so
1: we we are going to have the most massive ever. Picture thread yeah, on for great for, great for, great for the great great. recap. Uh, Neil, a fellow podcaster,
6: uh, uh, highlights. One thing I was just gonna respond to the the costumes thing. I don't know if anybody has ever seen this. Warren Ellis calls these conventions nerd proms. And uh, <laughs> if you if you do take pictures and upload them to Flickr, you can tag them with nerd prom. And if you want to browse the nerd prom tag, you'll see several things which are sometimes disturbing and sometimes amusing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the think what's um, wraps well, up <laughs> you
10: choose whether you want disturbing or. or <laughs> That is out of
6: your control
0: completely. <laughs>
1: nerd nerd, pom, ner, nerd prom disturbing. I'm going to look think, that one I up. I think
0: I'm registering that URL, nerdprom.com. Look for it <laughs> as a sub
6: site of Around <laughs> Comics. Well, the highlight for the convention, I'd say, is uh, I've been going around to all the different panels that are, are being hosted here, and I'm asking the same question at every single one, and that is if the uh, various companies that are, are there are going to ever start distributing comic books in a digital format. And I've gotten some very encouraging answers from both Marvel and from uh, Vertigo. However, just the main DC people gave me a very discouraging answer, actually.
1: Well, t- tell them about the uh, the Jeff Loeb-Casada uh, bet. That
6: was what I was actually going to say. Um I brought it up at the Marvel uh, Ultimate Universe panel, and the reason for asking it there is that the Ultimate Universe seemed to be something that Marvel uses to draw in a new generation of readers to Marvel Comics. And it seems like the generation of comic book readers now is getting a lot of their entertainment content online. They go to MySpace, they use iTunes, and that, that's their main way of consuming this kind of thing. And uh, Quisada pretty much agreed with that sentiment, and he said at one point that he believes that digital comics are the future of comics. Um, and also, he thinks that they're going to be great because they can make comic books cheaper, right now, which was very encouraging. And then he he said in 30 years, he doesn't believe people will be reading paper comics. At which point, Jeff Loeb jumped in and made him a hundred dollar bet that in 10 years people would still be reading paper comic books. And they kind of like kept on one upping each other. The end result was uh, a thousand dollar bet between the two that in 30 years people will Loeb says people were, are going to still read paper comics. Quisada says they won't. Uh, after they shook on it, Loeb said all he has to do is live for another 30 years and get $1,000 from Joe Posada. <laughs>
1: nice, nice. What's uh, uh jump over to the side of the room. Uh, David Price, you uh, came in from Westchester, New York. Uh, probably my highlight of the con was meeting I Was watching guy.
0: David's head turn purple whenever Dave Walker does his Christopher Walken impersonation? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I
1: thought it was a sexy that he was doing in the bed. <laughs> David's a guy that I've known through forums for about you know what over a year now and we talk all the time on Skype and you know it's just a friend of mine that I've never met in person and it was great to you know saw him in the airport so like, David oh, how you doing but yeah, um, your convention highlight so far
13: probably right now but for <laughs> this no it was um, it is being here mostly it's just been non-stop just seeing everybody getting off the plane. The plane ride itself wasn't... No, nothing I got to repeat, but... It was just non-stop from Thursday night to, to now, and I'm, I'm sure tomorrow will be continue, but just going around, meeting people, meeting everybody, getting, getting some sketches, getting a crap load of comments. I was going to
1: say, we can't, we hope that your wife doesn't hear this podcast because David bought probably like, you know, a 100 Pounds worth of of, of <laughs> comics. It's like outside the
13: suitcase, outside the suitcase. I don't know how it's getting home yet.
1: It, we're we're sending out a huge package because there's no way you're getting that on the plane.
13: But the, it's just it, it really it has been a great time. Absolutely,
1: uh, and and the other guy that I was just so so happy to to find out that he was coming in is uh, is Vince and Vince highlight for the show so far. Happy birthday. And happy birthday happy to birthday Vince. Birthday. Yeah. Well, now we have a reason for the stripper. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: like, like you, you need a reason, a reason. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Dave, Dave. Dave, stop. back on. Oh no, no.
5: Him. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I
10: did it as right. Christopher
5: Walken. <laughs> Vince, Vince, what was your highlight? Uh, initially, the draw for me was uh, the fact that John Romita Jr. was going to be here, and uh, I think the guy's God, you know. So I said, "Well, I have to come." But uh, right now, I'd have to say the best part of the con is you know, hanging out with all my friends, except Matt, that was pretty bad. He oh. <laughs> 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 tries to touch me yeah, when I'm a slave. I, like, I, like, I, I, I like this guy. Yeah, and I liked it, I'm sorry. Um, meet, you know, just meeting everybody, Dan, Mark, uh, this pool behind this me, uh, Mr. Price, well, my,
2: like Sean. you <laughs> have been making Google eyes since you've been sitting there the whole time. <laughs> the, <I've been> doing <laughs> this, he's looking like this, doing this. The, the insane
5: Dave Wachter, it's just been great, just... To, to meet everybody like Chris, Sal that we hang around on the forum all every mm-hmm. day we, we never really get to know these people other than the crap they post on the forum so uh, it, that's been the highlight for me just hanging out and, you know it, it wasn't the panels panels were great mm-hmm. you know Brian Wood gave a great panel great panel we sat through that and uh, the Civil War panel was great but uh, it, the best part of the con is hang out with you guys yeah. is, is that oh. is it, it is time to weep now let's weep and talk <laughs> there was crime look it up um
1: Chip, weak rocker on our yeah. forum.
7: Uh, I have to say that my this is my first Comic-Con ever, so uh, uh, it was great. And uh, you know, The first thing I did was I went over to uh, Moonstone's booth and talked to Mike Oliveri from a uh, you know, werewolf call a call while because I, I lost oh. my Around my, uh, the Comics oh. map. My printer broke, so <laughs> I was like, hey, I know he's going to be over at Moonstone. So that was the first guy I met and talked to, and I ended up talking to him for a long time, actually. Say, uh, and then I went over to uh, Dave's uh, table at the Ronin booth and uh, talked to him for quite a while, and he's got a sketch coming up for me. I told him put it off till next week though because you know, he's so backed up, some other stuff. So it was really cool. And uh, Tony Moore, you know, I made some T-shirts uh, and uh, graphic arts class. So very was, cool uh, T-shirts. Very cool, cool Walking Dead to. shirts. And uh, he, you know, I walked up and I was like, <clears throat> I was then person he was sitting with, uh, the guy was like, you know, hey, that's a cool t-shirt because I was wearing the same t-shirt that I made for him. And then I was just like, here's four t-shirts. And I made him. you know, here you go. And he was like, wow, that's like the coolest thing I've gotten <laughs> in a long time. So he uh, gave me one of his t-shirts in return and, you know, signed my uh, hardcover Walking Dead, you know, gave it to me at a considerable discount. <laughs> I'm not going to... Gave him a passkey to his room. That was, that, you know, to me, Something you really like their uh, their artwork, and you know, and not just him, but you know, Pat did a an excellent uh, hair star from Creature for nice, nice Pat, And yeah. also the free, is uh, uh, it uh, David Peterson or Patterson from the Mouse Guard sketch? Oh yeah, sketch. That was that was awesome. Really yeah,
1: uh, Chip got a. Uh, a sketch from Mouse Guard that is, I, it is an absolutely gorgeous. I mean, I've seen so many amazing sketches, all all week long. South, um, what are some of the sketches that you've gotten?
0: Um, well, uh, I got a really cool Andy Park sketch. He did for me a cap
1: um, <laughs> with a nice, uh, with a nice uh, yeah, word you, balloon. Well, you have
0: to see the the word balloon. Um, Pat did a great sketch for me of Magneto, and Dave did a, an awesome goon for me. Um. Who else did I get? I'm trying to... Andy, Andy Bennett. The Badger. I, uh, I, yeah, Jeff I did. Darrow. I got my Badger. I got a Badger sketch from Bill Reinhold, uh, which was
1: really cool. Um, yeah, my, my favorite was the Jeff Darrow sketch that you got. Yeah, Jeff
0: Darrow was doing free... Or he was doing sketches, and <coughs> all he was asking... He was giving uh, all the proceeds to charity, and all he was asking was a dollar for a ridiculous. Jeff Darrow sketch. So I gave him a 20, and he did me a, a, an awesome sketch uh, and uh, of, of Shaolin Cowboy. And... Um, I don't, it, yeah the sketches I've seen some pretty amazing stuff, and I never really got into sketches before last year, really I had gotten some and uh um and it really is kind of cool to to sort of bring that with you know back home with you those kind of things and not so much you know it's like collecting guys you know collecting these artists that that's not really what I enjoy about it, but meeting them and and you know if it's somebody whose work I appreciate or somebody that you we've had the the fortune of, of getting to know some of these guys and you know getting them to do sketches for you because you've you've had whatever experience with them is really cool so
1: that's great uh, Mr. Beatty you're uh, you're probably the uh, you're the the vendor here you know you've got the the big comic shop. Booth here, uh, your con experience to this point, because uh, you, I mean, you're like you know, show us that
6: wide of money. <laughs> well,
1: you're you're like I'm Dave, Dave and Pat. You you have to kind of stay grounded at a con. So coming to a convention Literally. is different for you because you have very limited access to go out and see all the bright shiny lights like we do. Yeah, making me very
2: happy by telling me this. Sorry, <laughs> reminding me of the two days I've been standing in the same fucking twenty foot area. Um, Explicit. Yeah, it's 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 nice because we've actually made we made our money back easily in the first day. Just like you guys, I mean, it's been a very good con for us. Uh, surprisingly good, actually. Um, we've had a, we've had a good couple of days, but I don't get to go to all the the different boards that you guys get to go to. I, I don't I don't get a chance. I don't have that much time to go sit, but the only thing I've I've done I've enjoyed walking around I got uh, some sketches also you got some I got really I, yeah, I got I got, thre- I got three I got three ones one I'm waiting for uh, Ryan Otley that does Invincible is is doing me a full color sketch of Captain America because that's, that's my what shtick do, I, yeah. I get Captain America sketches from guys that may not necessarily ever work on that character so I kind of like seeing different versions so I've got one from him I got one from Jeremy Hahn who does uh, Leading Man and did uh, Battle, Battle Home.
1: Home. yeah and it was a Color one, I didn't expect that. It was fantastic. Jeremy Hahn's sketches were freaking fantastic. Yeah, and if D- you've I mean, you never read, yeah, you've D- you never D- read D- Battle ha- bat Battle Girl Him is. or Leading Man, you're missing out on. Yeah.
2: A two uh, fantastic. D-
1: Dustin got a uh, uh, a Batgirl.
8: Yep, yeah. that was yeah. Well, just the sketch actually
2: was fantastic, was awesome, yeah. very very
8: cool.
2: And then I got uh, the piece. My my favorite piece so far was from Tony Moore. I got him <laughs> doing Captain American. He did me a Reb Brown. The nineteen seventy nine Captain America from the bad, bad, bad movies that were made back then. <laughs> so he's got oh, the motor he's got the motorcycle cool. helmet oh and so to say it's it says, it says, my God. is it uh, short Mark Keep in school. Huh? <laughs> is that the
8: one that wore the short shorts on the motorcycle?
2: Um no, he had he did, what the hell episode are you watching? <laughs> no, I
8: maybe that was Captain America two. That, uh, no, he he, finished never, finished he might have short one, had shorts yeah. on at some point. I he, don't he was
2: working on that when he went up to his I saw him doing things or your I a fantastic I'll I'll have him scan it and, and put it T- on the Tony forum. Morse,
1: he charges a lot for his he, sketches. He does, but, his, but I was well with every pen. His sketches aren't sketches. They're mini commissions, yeah. really. And, and yeah. they're fantastic. And I,
2: I, I thought it was fantastic. I like artists to do their own version, whoever they think is the best. And I have to admit, that's the first time anybody's done the Red Brown Captain America, <laughs> and that it just absolutely rocked. <laughs> it's fantastic. I love it. Uh, Neil, well, that's been my yeah. big
6: thing. Yeah, as I was uh, walking around, I talked to a bunch of the different people in Artist Alley who were doing sketches, and I, I was asking them if that's how they primarily make their money at these conventions. Do they make it by doing sketches? Do they make it by selling books that they have? And pretty much everybody said they make their money by doing sketches. And I'm really curious, since we have artists in the room here, is there any other time besides conventions when you do that? I mean, do you have a website where you can, you know, say, send me a sketch request, I'll email you back, I'll, we'll work out a price and a way for me to get you the sketch, and if you don't, would you ever consider doing it?
2: I heard Mike Norton just whores himself up. That's where he acts <laughs> most of his money. That, that is true. Um, well, Mike is Mike just Norton a big told whore. Mike Norton that, that you're one of his best customers, uh, actually. I definitely am. I've got a gold card. Well,
1: Mike, Mike, I think Mike's had a great convention. Mike, Mike Norton, of course, uh, if yeah. you want to hear more about Mike uh, listen to the crankcast another one of our, our favorite yeah you know, Mike podcasts. had a real good convention so good in fact I think next year he might be charging a little more for I, his uh, the, sketches. The Thursday night I walk up to Mike and he's right, he's got his hands going through his hair and he's looking down and he's, and he's drawing feverishly and I'm, Mike you doing alright and he's like man I think people are right I think I need to start charging more <laughs> for my sketches <laughs> so he's, he's like I, just, I
2: told him $3 wasn't enough though <laughs> He's not a, even that far off, though. He's
0: only, what's he turned It's like 2025.
1: 20, 20, and uh, great, great. And once again, Dustin, who got some great sketches, he did uh, um, the Runaways character. Um, uh, Nico. Nico, he did a great uh, yeah. Nico sketch.
8: But I, I jumped on board right away. Like, after you guys had him on the forum, I sent him an email. I said, I was like number two of his commission. Nice. So And, and he but of course, he forgot. I was like <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he sent me like glowing email. He's like, did Oh, he, thanks for being a even, fan. Did he even email you back? He did email me back almost immediately, yeah, which is almost unheard of. So
1: that's my Mike comes in spurts with the yeah. emails, but uh you, he'll get back with you. It just may take a couple months. Um uh Dave, Pat, um, Neil sketch question. I mean, is that
11: where you where you make the dough at these? That's pretty much what pays for everything. Uh the books are pretty much just a bonus. What I've done to answer your question, you're asking people, you know, you take the sketch requests in advance. That's what I usually do. I post in a few forums which have you know, you know pretty good membership numbers. Like uh, I post at Jinx World, uh, CGS, and of course, run Comics, and uh, you know, I put people. I started threads and asking people if they want to make a request. You know, do it now. Send me a private message or send me an email. And uh, you know, it's the response was pretty good. And I got I actually paid for my uh, I paid for my trip mostly through those requests and then I of course I was able to keep a list also that kept you know people coming in uh, you know daily and uh, like by Friday I was able to pay for the trip and the table which was unheard of so <laughs> I'm I'm you know I, after doing that I decided you know, I'm gonna start taking requests in advance which is what which is uh, which worked out really well
7: did you, you like my request though yes that was and, a good request. Yeah, Ch- Chip, what did you request? I uh, both Dave and Pat. I requested uh, characters from Preacher, and uh, I saw the, the your rough pencils and the stuff that <laughs> that Dave was doing for uh, for me. He he did uh, you know Jesse and you know uh, Cass getting ready to get in a bar fight, nice. and then Pat did Hair Star screaming you know. <laughs> <laughs> screaming Featherstone. So, Featherstone, yes. So that uh, that was kind of you know I heard about people doing themes and I was like, well, how often do people ask for you know it, you know Preacher's one of my favorite books of all time, you know I want to see other artists. You ever see my lighter?
1: I show you that. Was, uh, <laughs>
7: That's, <good>. was, uh, <laughs> That's
1: awesome. One of, one of my best friends uh, gave me for Christmas last year a fuck communism zippo lighter. So there's the explicit tag. Uh, Shit, <laughs> uh, Dave. Um. Yes. Is that? I mean, that's that's the door. That's how you finance your your global domination plan. Is yeah. I
12: mean, it uh, last year it sure as hell didn't. But this year it seems like a whole new thing. And I think it's mostly because of all these forums and everything like Pat was talking about. But uh, yeah, there's really two different things when you're, you're when you're like me and Pat, and you're not just doing sketches like some artists, or you're not just selling books. You're trying to do both. And each has a different purpose. You know, the books, you're not selling to make a big profit on. You're selling to get the book out there and to get that story out there and to circulate it to as many people as possible, which means you may cut the price on them. You know, we've been doing issue one through four of scar tissue for 10 bucks. so pretty much selling it at cost just so it gets out there. Um, And that's the point of that. And then doing the sketches is to be able to, you know, have some money to eat and drink on. But, uh, and Dave needs a lot of money to
1: drink. On. I'm <laughs> glad I could contribute.
2: <laughs> to that. Hi, I'm Paul Jenkins, and Sal's British
1: accent sucks a dead shit out of dead seagulls' also.
0: Do you guys think that this year? I mean, I heard a lot. A lot of you know, we talked a lot of the the smaller press, smaller creators, and everyone you know seemed to say that they had a great, you know, couple of days. That they were amazed at how many you know sketches they were, how many books they were selling. All these guys seem to have a, a you know a, a phenomenal weekend. Do you think it was a, a part partially because of the lack of, of really big names here this year? I mean, there were some,
11: but that's that's a possibility. I mean, uh, there's a lot of people who canceled this year, and a lot of people who, uh, who who went last year but didn't go this year. Like you got Mike Gatos and Michael Lark who didn't come this year, for mm-hmm. example. And there's a few others. I think also that. Because we charge really low prices for our <laughs> sketches, <laughs> so we, we got a lot of people Dolo coming in. Dolo. So yeah. we never we never leave the table except for like a few minutes yeah.
12: and here and there. Pat and I are going to start that whole Mike Norton policy. We're going to start charging a little bit more. <laughs> but, but <laughs> keep uh, going up a buck until you you It'll find you find your level. A buck. Yeah, <laughs> I can't conjecture as to whether that has. I mean, you know, uh, there's no way for for me to know that at all. I think for me, it's really been uh, the fact it's been you know. getting to meet the around comics people and listeners and the the geek speak people and listeners because that's where most of it's coming from, I mean really I mean we do get a lot of people who are just walking up who are strangers but a lot of it
1: is the people we've met online and through the internet and stuff, and that's just been building. And well, so is that, is that something that has really changed with conventions over the last few years? Is that you know, it used to be if you're going to travel to a convention, it, you're pretty much you're going out of town and you're doing the show and you just go there. But now with you know the forums being as huge as they are and you know podcasts which you know we're lucky enough to be a part of that you know cons can really be a destination for people that you know like me and Vince and David these are guys that I know but have never met but I don't it was never weird whenever you guys hopped off the plane and I saw you it was just like these are guys I know I've never met them but you know how how much has has the internet and forums changed the way that we as fans go to cons? And Neil?
6: It, it's When you say that, the thing that I'm finding is uh, throughout my normal day, I will interact with a lot of different people. People will check me out at the grocery store, I'll pass people on the street, and I will have hundreds of meaningless conversations about meaningless things, you know, how's the weather, so to speak. However, on the Internet, when I'm talking with people who listen to my show or I'm talking to other people who share my enthusiasm for comic books, I have very meaningful conversations. More meaningful in this virtual space that everybody's kind of created than the actual face-to-face interaction I
7: have with most people. Who's
1: faster, Flash or Superman? <laughs> sure. I have no flipping
7: yeah. idea. I we already Neil, Neil <laughs> <laughs> It's like until Superman. he mentioned, it, I'm Neil Gorman, and I'm like, dude, I've listened to your podcast so many times. <laughs> and I am funny, you know, I got it on my iPod right now. I got two episodes. I have about Nick Fury. I haven't even listened to it yet. Well, you know, I have to. I, I,
0: for me, you know,
7: it, yeah, I'm <laughs> a huge dude. Geek. I am a dork.
3: Well, I grew
0: up. I grew up. Uh, most of my friends had nothing to do with comics, so it, you know, I read comics since I was 10 years old. And most of my friends didn't read comics. We never talked about comics. That was never part of you know any of my friends friendships then. And now it's like, you know it's like you know for the last few years forums and and the internet have really allowed me to you know express different opinions and get different opinions from people and talk and have these conversations about this thing that I have a passion about. And now, obviously, with the podcast, it's a completely different thing. But like oh, yeah. you said, I mean, you know, and I, and and. <coughs> you know, coming to this convention in particular, to this show, um, and meeting everybody and hanging out with everybody was, was so much fun. And, and, and like, you know, David and Vince had said so forth, that really was the highlight, you know, for me of this weekend was just hanging out with everybody and getting to meet everyone. And it was just so much fun to be able to, you know, hang out with a bunch of people that share the same enthusiasm for comics, other than Matt.
4: <laughs> 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 just oh, you make <laughs> me cry. You know what, though? This is because. I want to talk about this too because um, you know I haven't been to Wizard World Chicago in like four or five years. I used to go. I you know it's kind of my closest con, um, and I used to come here when I was more into comics back in the eighties and nineties. But I never only you know I would only go. I had one friend that collected comics that we would go together, and the difference you know, is now. and it's, <laughs> it's well now I have a lot of friends except for Mark, <laughs> who keeps. The only guy that hits my negative karma every day for the last three
3: months.
2: (laughs) Sometimes twice a day if I'm good.
4: But uh, my friends are striking back at you. Um, No, what I'm talking about is that, you know, this is, you know, the weird thing about the internet, like you said, is, you know, we go from having, like, maybe one friend you talk about comics to, or maybe people have no friends that have comic interests. And, you know, for me, it's like, well, why should I go to the con? I'm going to be there by myself. It's not going to be fun. I don't know anybody, but now it's like shoot, we got like 20, 30 people that we know that are going to be there. If I read um, some,
1: if I read something really cool on Wednesday night, there's I open up my computer and I dial up Skype and there's a guy in Pennsylvania that I'm like, dude, Vince, did you read this? And he'd be like, oh yeah, it was great, or I'd be like, oh it was awesome. He's like, oh I thought it sucked. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> like, okay, well, why? You know, and and then there's a guy in Putnam Valley, New York, and it. I talk to these guys at least once a week, and, you know, conventions, you know, for me, yeah, it's about meeting creators, it's about um, going to panels, it's about, you know, digging through quarter boxes, but the number one thing is about meeting people that I know from these, you know, bizarre
4: corners of the internet and it's part of you know some people say being involved in the internet's a negative thing because you isolate yourself from real people but this is you know just like exactly the opposite they're kind of coming together actually taking something that you know a virtual community actually coming real oh boy the drink up (laughs) yeah yeah the whiskey just came out (laughs) anyway um but the, the other the other thing i wanted to talk about is the fact that um You know, a lot of times on the forum, like some of us use our pictures of ourselves as our like icons, and so people know what we look like. And other people use like pictures of Sandman and stuff as their icon. And so, um, who could he be talking about? The weird thing is, like, I mean, what? How many reactions have we had this weekend of people are like, "Dude, did you see what Papercut looks like?"
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: paper
3: Papercut, maybe I'm just way too I handsome for them. Cut. That's what it was, is. What
4: Papercut
2: looks like was the biggest revelation. <laughs> Absolutely, it was and like, dude, I thought he was
3: some like
4: five hundred pound guy in his basement, you know? Should have milked that up for another year. Da- da- and da- you know, da- I was really, sh- I was, I was shocked to find out that Vince was not black, <laughs> 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 and does not look like Sammy Davis Jr.
3: <laughs> Blackware <bread>
5: counts. <laughs> I can't top that. <laughs> I
2: actually, have to agree with Matt. Okay, shut up out there. I have to agree. With <laughs> Is that it, it, no, who? Grew can up, can who grew you up can you just friend? put that shut in him, a word? Yeah, that's, <laughs>
3: sh-
2: <laughs> On the fact that who had friends growing up, most none of my friends like comics. I had my brother that was pretty good, but I mean he's five years older than me. He was getting laid. I was reading comics, so. I ever had anybody
6: friends beat me up for reading comics. Really? <laughs> I think you can pretty much knock them off the friend list for that one. <laughs>
2: but who had who had fr- who had friends growing up that read comics with you? It was just you and then your buddies were like, "Oh, that's okay." Not at all. Yeah, I mean yeah. that was the whole thing. I, I until I, until I, now I don't. Yeah, I didn't have anybody to talk. I couldn't. I read comics and I showed to my wife and go, "Yeah, they're they're fun."
5: Yeah, yeah that'd be pretty much <laughs> it. Nice you story. know, she would go, that's nice, honey. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go in uh, the bedroom. I think the Internet has taken the place of the fanzines. I think you'll back me up, Mark, on this. Back in the 70s, we didn't have a way... To communicate with others, are you
2: implying that I'm? I'm old. We both are. Yeah, Come on. Okay, good point. I mean,
5: if you wanted to talk to other comic fans, you had to go actually mail a physical letter with you, you know, and if to, you mail to the fans. It means something. Like Rockets Blast Comic Collector and the Comics Journal and all those. That was the way we met. Boom. Now with the internet, it's light speed. It just expedited mm-hmm. everything. We could do it in seconds, meet people, and it's just at a much quicker pace. When, but it's when we
2: were fans, they didn't even have paper. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <cabins> on racks. <laughs> <laughs>
5: we sent smoke signals, Man. but the, yeah, the internet is, is basically fanzine souped up to the nth degree. Oh, yeah, at right. white speed, white yeah. speed fanzines.
7: Well, I I have a question, you know, as for you guys as uh, podcasters, you know, I, and this kind of, I don't think you guys realized how much of an impact you had on on an audience until you heard uh, the San Diego panel and when around comics came up, everybody started crapping. Uh, crap! Cheering, crap, <laughs> crap <laughs> that show is crap. It's yeah. good. So cheering and and you guys mentioned in your next episode that was like wow you know that that's and cool. uh, and you know even uh you know like three I mean well there's around comics in here the comicology and then there's raging bullets so I'm kind of interested in seeing you know your perspective on the con and being the fact that you know we were talking about this kind of you know. You've achieved kind of a oh. pseudo celebrity of some some sort, you know? and
1: actually, I uh, totally spaced this out. David is a part of Comic Timing, so we actually have mm-hmm. four uh, podcasts here. So Ian won't send P- me four and out.
13: a half with with ComicsCast.
1: Oh, <laughs> absolutely! That's okay, uh, yeah. That's it, a a it, uh, well, you know, know, the man know. of, you of a thousand up podcasts. Up
7: raging Bullets. So you know, did you guys have any exclusive access to DC? Because you guys are a DC podcast.
1: It's, uh, we're, we're, we're moving the mic across the room. And, Please um, hang on yeah, as the mic is moving. Okay, okay. It, it, and to, they, to, they to piggyback onto that, Sean, do you have anyone walk up to you and go,
9: I know your voice? You know, it was funny. When we were waiting in the, the line this morning, I had somebody who tapped me on the shoulder and said, I think I know your voice. <laughs> and it was like the oddest thing in the world to have somebody walk up and know you instead of from a – because I have my picture up on the forum too. But instead of that, to just pick me out based on my voice. And it was actually, it was, it was a poor listener complained about my Silver Age review. Nice, <laughs> nice. No, you know what? He was, and he was, his name was Greg, one of the greatest, <laughs> nicest guys in the world. And we had a great talk about it this morning. But I was like, of oh, all people, the poor guy. And, and he thought that I was, you know, being offensive in my Silver Age review. And by the end of it, we wound up on the same page. And that is, you, you were talking, Matt I was talking about bed. before. <laughs> 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 That's later, when he comes in here, too, <laughs> with, the, with the Christopher Walken stripper. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't mean to,
0: uh, well, I'm going to interrupt, but I, I just had to, I remember this, what happened to me uh, yesterday or the day before, I don't it, what, T- there's been so much. Yeah, well, there has been so much, but this was a, a really bizarre event, and and it sort of plays into, you know, what we are talking about with the internet and how people talk about how it's, you know, it, it's causing people to separate and not communicate anymore, but I okay. I come to the con and I'm standing in the Marvel booth. We're waiting. Oh, this is funny. We're waiting for somebody, and this woman walks up to me and she says, "Oh, you! I see you have a press pass, just like me." I said, "Yeah." She's like, um, "Could you help me? I'm trying to find out of some about somebody's schedule here at Marvel." I said, "Well, we know someone here that could tell you that, but he's not here right now. But if I see him, I'll be more than happy to you know show him." And so we start talking. Chris comes up and starts talking to her. And he ha- happens to look at her badge, and he reads um, reads where you know the website she's from. I start laughing. After I look at her badge and I see her name, I just start laughing my ass off. And the reason was, about three months ago, I'm on the Warren Ellis Forum, and I put up a review I did of, of Girls, the first trade paperback. And this woman comes on, and she just trashes it. The book and, like, anyone and that ever... Review. And my review and anyone that liked it. I mean, just... Rips it to pieces, right? And I, and we kind of went back and forth a little bit, and then I ended up, you know, just saying something stupid to her. But <laughs> I, I find out she's she's been a, a comic book re- reviewer for about twelve years. And after wh- after a while, I sent her an email apologizing to her and all this stuff, and I never heard back from her. Well, that's the woman standing in the Marvel booth. Yeah, of all me pe- for, of, of all people the people in this con, to. you know, I don't know how many thousand of people in the building at the time for her to walk up to me out of the blue. And be this woman that had had torn apart my review, and we had gotten it, and, the, and, and then the, we and had the, and a great we, conversation. Yeah, and and we, we talked about comics, like, and it was, like, it, was, it was, but yeah. it was just so surreal for that to happen out of a weekend full of surreal things. But that that was really bizarre, and and, uh, and but at the same time, we sat there and then talked about comics for you know twenty minutes and laughed about it, and. And um did that end when you knocked that bitch out? I did not I did not. She was a very nice woman. Her actually her name is Joanna Carlson and she she does a blog called uh Comics
1: Worth Reading and
0: she's yes, a very I,
3: yeah.
1: very bright and very uh but it was just it was just pretty funny. And and she is she is whip smart. She's a fantastic fantastic person.
3: And uh, I think we're going to have her on the show sometime. Neil,
6: You had some Yeah, I mean uh, it's it's very strange coming here and having people recognize me and know who I am. Somebody will tap me on the shoulder and say, "Excuse me, are you Neil Gorman?" And I say, "Maybe." <laughs> um, are you from the government? <laughs> something like that, you know. And uh, one guy came up to me today. This is actually I should have answered. This is my highlight question, to tell you the truth. He said that he is in the process of creating his own comic book, and uh, you know he has a day job that he has to work at, and he does this by night. It's very slow going. It's really hard for him to do. And he would really like it if he could send me a few pages and I would, would review it. And uh, he's like, you know, I understand if you're you're busy or you don't want to. And when somebody asks me that, when a, a creator who's working hard to create a book comes and asks me to review their book, that's the best compliment I might have ever received about my show. Because this is something that somebody's put their heart and soul into. They're working very hard to produce it. This isn't, you know, Rob Kirkman or Brian Bendis. Not that there's anything wrong with, with the products that they produce, but, I mean, for them to say, you, will you review this I kind of expect was, stuff like that. Or I mean,
2: they're they very delusional about your power.
6: Or, yeah, you know, but, but Marvel and D C send stuff out they they attempt to get reading. No, no, but we we had
0: the it. same experience. Chris and I talked about it quite a bit this weekend was that you know, Marvel D C you know, those guys could care less about really what we do or what you know, but the smaller books, the guys that are fighting for every reader that they can possibly get they look at podcasts as just another way to try and get some exposure for their book. And for us, like the most rewarding thing is to hear from guys like Mike Olivieri, who said, you know, he told us that, you know, he got, uh, you know, a lot of his sales were from him being on our show. And for us, that's great because we like Mike, we like his book, and for us to try and just maybe contribute back to the medium that we love so much, it makes any of it. I mean, that you know, we just do this as a hobby. We love what we do. We do, you know, we love talking about comics I mean we're you know we'd do it if nobody was recording us so it doesn't really matter but for that to hear that kind of feedback to have somebody you know appreciate you know what we kind of do is just awesome for us I mean yeah you can't cause we're just going.
1: we're just fans with microphones
6: yeah. yeah and the last thing I'd say that the eye-opening experience for me is that uh, <coughs> participating on a forum can actually be something that, that is helpful and it's something that I've decided that I need to do a lot more of I mean I have one on my site but no one uses it and I think that it might be that I need to go where some of the other forums are and there's a huge user base there. We'd already. never
0: have an episode
6: if it wasn't for our forum. Yeah. We'd well, never, we'd never well, know no, what no, to no. talk about. No, we, we'd, <laughs> never, we'd never have an
1: episode if it we wasn't for PaperCut. <laughs> uh, Chip? Well, I
7: was going to say that I, of all the book, books I bought, I didn't buy any DC or Marvel books from any of... You know, I didn't go to any... Me either, city. not one. I did There was no reason to... You know what? They'll make their money. It doesn't matter. You know, it's guys like Dave and Pat, you know, that's where it's like you know I, I'm more willing to I want to go support those guys you know I hung out in Artist Alley all day I didn't I, I went over and saw Mark at Dark Tower and that's the only vendor and you know what honestly sorry Mark I didn't buy anything from you <laughs> <laughs> man I got a 50 cent comic with your name on it <laughs> sisters from space it's good <laughs>
0: Well, we had a you know we had the experience. We were in the bar last night, uh, surprise, surprise, and um, <laughs> we were talking about something. Somebody we had ran into and talked to, and this guy walks up to us and uh, he, uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but what? he uh, mailer Nin- ninja. He does a book for Tokyo. Oh, uh, Joshua Elders? Elders. Yes, yeah, Joshua Elders. Yeah, yeah. He walks up to us and he's like, "Hey, I couldn't help but under, uh, uh, I couldn't help but." Over here, yeah. you guys. Elder I thought, Joshua Elder. You know, I, I I do a book called Mail Order Ninja. He won the uh, Tokyo Pop Rising Stars of Manga, and uh, and he just wanted us to take a look at his book and and you know give us give a review of it or whatever. And we've had that happen to us quite a bit this weekend of guys just wanting us to you know. And it's like you know hey, what yeah, we'll you look. know what
1: freaked me out more than anything at this show. How many people that do comics live in Chicago? Oh, yeah, that was pretty wild to find out as many people. Joshua's who, from Chicago. Joshua. Jeff Darrow. Joshua, uh, which Kramer. We, which we knew. Yeah, Jeff
0: Darrow. Um,
1: uh, Francesco.
0: Uh, Fra- Francesco from uh,
1: She-Dragon. Um, um, really fun book. I think uh, that is one thing that I was very um, adamant about. I walked up, to, you know, Pat and Dave are there, and I am like, Pat, I want to buy the issues for Pat Armageddon. He's like, here, take them. I'm like, no, I'm here to support you. And you know, not support you. I mean, you're not fucking moving in with me or nothing. But uh, you know, I I bought everything that I got at the con, and I think that's important. You know, it's go out and it's important to go through Artist Alley and sample a lot of this stuff. Yeah, you can go and you can you know dig through a lot of the quarter boxes and do that, find a lot of old stuff. But man, hit Artist Alley, find out what is out there. Go talk to these creators.
0: Oh, I hungry. think we spend more time in Artist Alley than uh, anywhere else. I mean, we—that's yeah. there's. I
2: actually, yeah. I actually spend more time
7: staying away. from I went by eight. the <laughs> Marvel booth, and I was just annoyed. It was just—I mean, I was just like because you know we what? were standing you know, there
1: the entire time waiting to talk to Joe Casada. <laughs> uh, no, no.
7: I, I, I didn't see you there then, but you know, it's like they're throwing out toys, they're throwing out comics, and you know, it's people me, 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 me. I was like, man, you know what? It. What, uh, and not, I mean, nothing.
0: Yeah. Again, you know, I. Yeah. There's Corpus plenty. Slaves. There's plenty of of Marvel Limits. and DC books that I buy and I read and I love. It's just when I come to something like this, it's not. I, I mean, I want to meet you know those creators and and but I can do it in other venues. Let you know at at the convention. I'm not gonna stand in line for twenty minutes to you know twenty. Twenty. Well, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean whatever it may minutes. be. But
1: there 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 was a line there was a line for Kevin Smith that had to be five football yeah, fields that long today. It was it was crazy.
0: But there's so many great talented people in Artist Alley that, you know, are just like wanting mm-hmm. somebody to check out their work.
8: Yeah, you have a pretty good mix of people in Artist Alley. I mean I was able to, to find a few people that I had no idea who they were and actually some of them were just artists and I, I mean I got a couple sketches from folks. I just liked their stuff. I thought it was cool. But then there was another chance, you know, I just walked up and, you know paulo rivero just sitting there working nobody's near him i walked up tony moore nobody near him i had a chance to sit and talk to him for a minute and it was just like nice just walk up be like thanks and also it's just kind of cool like you know the guys from horrorwood i walked up i said thank you for putting out a great comic you know i don't need to pick it up at the con because it's on my poll list and i think it's a great comic but it's just cool to like and they were really thankful they're like that's cool it's great to meet you and you know i kind of talked to one of the artists i was like you know How interesting is it to kind of sit here and sometimes like people are almost like if you don't know a name or you don't recognize their comic, you kind of don't want to make eye contact because you feel like you have to go talk to them. But I kind of made that effort to like if I didn't know something, I'd I'd go up and I'd ask and I'd talk to people and just, you know, tell me what's going on with your comic, you know. And I think that it was kind of cool. I got a really great response from a lot of people that were just really just like happy and just like really engaged in talking to the fans. And it was a really great experience hanging out there, which – you can't get that anywhere else, you know.
7: You're listening to Around Comics. You can even listen naked, and no one would ever know. But seriously, I wouldn't go around telling people about that because it's pretty freaking weird.
1: Well, for for the lay of the land for Wizard World Chicago and how how it's broken out, you know, you can kind of look at at four different segments of how it's split up, and you've got. You got the panels, and that's all set on to one one end of, of the convention, and then you have the big boost. You've got you know your uh, Marvel, DC, uh, the Top Cow, Top, yeah, Spike, <laughs> <laughs> what, IFL. What uh, then you have all of the retailers. Which the retailer section is is huge here, and it's a lot. There's of a lot of
0: great man. I saw some great deals, David, especially mm-hmm. David and Vince. Man, those guys were pulling up. David was finding every every great deal out there and he he bought some amazing stuff with at just but yeah quote
3: about yeah I didn't I didn't see, I didn't see
0: him near are that's you crazy. kidding he was digging through it today oh, I, I saw it the red sun. I Oh that's right Oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Right. what,
10: what, what? No, so? no not yet okay. what's so funny okay. is, okay. is
2: like like that
1: Boxes a quarter, my da- David and Vince, you know, they work in pairs and and uh, they're rifling through quarter boxes. And David would pull out a comic. He's like, Vince. And Vince would either like look at it and nod his head, yes, or nod his head, no. <laughs> and they'd be like, All right, I need, I need like two more to get the fifty percent off discount. And, and Vince would be like, No, that's too late in the run. You don't want that one, you know. And it's just like, you know, it's like, man, these guys like have a game plan. It's exactly. like. Sh- you probably you guys probably rifled through like you know ten thousand comics today. So
10: finally a full run of Rom's Space Knight.
1: Hey hey hey! Sal Sal's been working on the complete Badger. Ride. I got I got
0: Matt found actually for me the uh, <laughs> from the, the Don Rosa the, yes see. the the first the first eight issues of Badger from the Don Rosa collection for twelve bucks that I thought I thought that was a steal it's certified certified from a, a the Don Rosa collection if you the so life and, and times of I also so got, got I I bought. Life and times of Scrooge McDuck. Life and time, yeah, oh. come on, you work in a comic. shop. You work shop. in a comic
1: shop. Oh, oh, I I <laughs>
0: but I found a uh, bo- you know Badger. Donald,
2: uh, whatever, <laughs> I don't live in fucking Disney. World. And I
0: and I got a Bill Reinhold sketch of Badger. So yes. you know, awesome. can and Mark Norton's bringing me a page tomorrow for a that I think I think Mark Mike Norton. I think, Norton Mark, Mike Norton. Mike Mike I think Norton. he's selling it to me for a Jack and Coke.
1: Nice. A page for Badger, and <laughs> oh, I, I think the question was how much you want for it. He says, "What do you got, got on you, Jim?"
10: Well, see, with me, it's this is not only the very first comic con I've ever been to in my entire life. I'm relatively new into comics, so this whole experience has just been, I've been walking around going, oh, oh. You, know, <laughs> you know, like a deer in the headlights, and it was just like, what's this? What's hey, this? Bu- oh, wow. You know? By, by just, the way,
1: oh. th- this whole this whole Raging Bullets new guy bullshit has got about six <laughs> more months <laughs> and then you're a veteran, so come up with a new <laughs> shtick, pal. Okay.
0: He, he asked a great question we were in the Brian Wood panel, and he asked he asked Brian Wood, he's like, you know, I'm I'm just getting into comics. What would you suggest I read of your work that would you know and, and I just I'm just like, wow, that's a great question great to question. ask, you know, for great somebody question. that, you know, doesn't know and, and then I told him to read, you know, three other books that Brian didn't say. But, but uh. <laughs> and I did pick up I did pick
10: up uh DMZ um The first the, the first, first trade. Uh, trade mm-hmm. So I picked that up. Supermarket. 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 Well, I'm going to borrow that first because I'm a a
0: cheap son of a gun. Let's talk about some news. Let's talk talk about some some Wizard World news.
1: Which I do want to preface by saying that the announcements at Wizard World have been woefully lacking, my opinion. Okay. Neil.
6: Neil, what do you got? What do you got? Uh... Being an enormous fan of Brian Wood, this is something that apparently just got worked out at the very beginning of this con, I think Thursday night, they said. Yeah, he announced it. Uh, Yeah, he announced it at the panel that you and I were both at. Uh, Brian Wood is going to be writing a new comic book for DC Vertigo. And it is going to be a comic book about Vikings called Northlander. And it's a monthly. It's, yeah, it's a is new it monthly. A um, I, <laughs> I did not ask. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, this is super interesting because people who are a fan of Brian Wood's work, you know, it, I think Brian Wood. I don't think Vikings. So this is something that apparently the the Vertigo editor said. You know, we we love what you do, but we want you to do something which is outside of your comfort zone. And this is what he came up with. So I think that this is going to be. Something which is going to be phenomenal because Brian Wood tells great stories that really get into the the personalities of his characters, mm-hmm. and I mean, he, he, I don't think he's going to be writing just your typical axe swinging, raping, pillaging. Well, raping I think that story. might be
0: I think that might be the interesting thing though, because there's going to have to be a certain amount of, of action and adventure you would think to a, any Viking book. And Absolutely. he said, you know, I mean, he that that, that he that interests him but it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see what he does with it because like you said he he's not really known for that kind of, of work i mean supermarket to some degree has some action in it but overall most of it, in dmz but from a third person almost point of view the, the action is is not you know relative to the characters that much um, so yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be cool to see what he does on a Viking book, uh, and, and and I thought you were talking about the Swedes for a second. I had to step out. No, so. no, we were talking about Brian Wood. Oh, but and but he Swedes, also uh, he, Swedes announced, he announced Mark. that he signed a two year deal with Marvel or with DC. Mm-hmm. So that's good to hear that he's gonna make I some money. Some,
2: I have a quick. question. what does when I think of Brian Wood, I think of puppy dogs and ponies and rainbows. What, do, what does anybody else think about
6: puppy dogs? I think he's the the one of the best writers working in comic books today, actually. Um, he's he's something that a lot of people have not heard of, but right now, uh, the comic book that I look forward to more than any other comic book, any month is DMZ. Yeah, it's phenomenal. There, it's not there, as is there, is there it's not as good as is? local. It's yeah. not as good as local. Oh, I just local is such read, a good book. Everybody here
2: has <laughs> some Brian Wood.
5: Yes. Yeah, yeah, a little
2: bit except for you. <laughs> <laughs> so really, everybody in the room has actually read Brian Wood,
5: right? local,
1: yeah. is, lo- local, is every, a, brilliant, brilliant, first, a brilliant. I've read uh, almost surreal, all. Real, well, hold real? On, huh? on real
2: quick, what is is, oh, there, uh, is everybody's Wichita favorite Park. DMZ? Yeah. Have you guys read DMZ? Every one of you? Yeah, you, read Dave, you have not read DMZ yet. I have not read it. That's I the have one. Not. So I'm going to tell you what happens in the the. <laughs> 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 what was the other story we we're going to spoil for him too? Okay, I, I'm just saying if anybody there has not read DMZ. You're, you're completely right. It's one of the most fantastic friggin' books. And I didn't read it until probably the fourth issue.
6: Yeah. It, 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 it hasn't been done yet. Some people compare it a lot to Transmet because they're both journalism books, but DMZ <coughs> is not a copy... of No, journalism, not even Transmet close. And it, it is a, a book which is so socially relevant at this particular point in time, and the storytelling is so tight. It, it too. So you you get a great story which is so culturally relevant, and it's a book that Can I think Americans have to
0: should read I, should, I, should I tell the funny because I asked Neil asked Neil asked um, Brian some great questions, and I asked him some silly ones in the panel. But the one was uh, he had put, he had talked about turning down different uh, offers, mainstream offers, high profile books, and I, I, online he had mentioned that before. And so I, I asked him to comment on it, and he said that. Uh, you know, sometimes it's really soul-sapping when they offer him different works that he just doesn't understand. He said some, one time he was offered; they wanted him to write Thundercats, and he's like, <laughs> "He's like, really? That's what you think of my
1: work?" I mean, so, so you read uh, Couriers and said, "Hmm, Thundercats, Thundercats, yeah." And it's just like, "Yeah, There's I don't." Badass know. With Anthro yeah. <laughs> with Michael what do they yeah. yeah with,
0: But I absolutely DMC is a phenomenal book, and and one of the questions I wanted to ask him I didn't get a chance to was you know, it seems to me in that book he, he has such a perfect, um, place where he could really really push the boundaries of commentary, and he it seems that they really pull back from that, Um, and I wonder if that's vertigo doing that, or if it's him doing it, you know, I think it's more I, subtle, I, it's I, more, I mean, I don't think that they
1: hogtie him on that book at all.
0: But I mean, you, you would think he could really, really, I mean, just go off and, and... and
7: You notice how that's like the only book that's associated with the big two, that is a, dr- a direct commentary. The thing is, you have Civil War, you have, to some extent, on the DC side with the you know, Uncle Sam and the Freedom Fighters, kind of, you know... Playing Commenting on... But, in yeah. Well, civil Ch- civil Chip, Chip,
1: Chip, we do have Batman versus the Al-Qaeda coming out. Yeah,
0: there is well, that. you
7: know what? <laughs> a lot of people give Frank Miller crap for that, but, you know, if, if he wants to do something like that and it is relevant, go ahead. You know, sometimes we wish, in the real world, that we had a Batman that could just go beat the shit out of the people that... Fuck up the rest of the world we,
1: long We've long. been panning the idea Of this book for months And why it's going to come out to be really good It'll win a Nobel Peace Prize <laughs> Or something I, you know, I'll
2: Pulitzer. take that back I'll or, is, Frank Miller Crap yeah. for writing Batman vs. Al-Qaeda I gave him Crap for writing All-Star and Batman and Robin Nah yeah. we're, we're not that, getting That's, that's <laughs> the best <laughs>
11: comedy title In the stands right now The <laughs> <We're>, funniest <laughs> book in the world We are
1: so yeah. not getting On that <laughs> crap stand Okay <laughs> what, what's but, but
9: Robin's Frank. okay Right. <laughs> <laughs> I still love that
1: book. For All right, ba- back back to back to the con- <laughs> any, ta- new,
0: any other news? What other news well, do we have? Uh, uh, well, we're ta- we're
1: talking about panels, and, and panels are where a lot gun. of the news is. Um, uh, best panels that you guys have have been to so far. Did anybody
8: well, anybody know it, the, the Young Guns announcement, wasn't that the I, y- <laughs> young I tried to go. I didn't, didn't
4: get we to it. Uh, <laughs> uh, did DC have any announcements at DC um, Nation? They didn't really have a whole lot of announcements. All it was this big Q and A session. Um, Didio basically set it up, and I don't know if he's blown smoke out of his ass or what, but he he set it up where, you know, we want you guys to be honest with us. Um, Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. And he asked a lot of questions, kind of like, well, what do you think of this? You know, what do you think of that? Um, You know, took the good with the bad. It's just a lot of... People ask this kind of like little niggling questions. So, so no news. Um, no. There was uh, response. stuff
6: from a Marvel panel. I don't know if it's been announced at San Diego or not. Which uh, one? What uh, do we got? What do we got? Jeff Loeb and Michael Turner are going to be teaming up to make a Ultimate Wolverine. So that's
11: a big announcement here this year. Fucking shoot me now. Yeah, <laughs> apparently uh, the, the big announcement was that. Oh, Isn't there already an Ultimate that.
6: Wolverine? Yeah. Yeah, that it's going to be the origin of Wolverine in the <laughs> Ultimate Universe, which is going to be different than the origin of Wolverine in the regular. But yeah, but it's going to be take different a big
1: than crap the original on that? origin of Ultimate Wolverine in the Ultimate Universe. And
6: we'll really get <laughs> out before, before the Hulk. third issue of Ultimate Wolverine versus Hulk. Uh, there's cool. a, th- yeah, when you're saying that, I also have some news about uh, the Ultimates. If people want to hear that, but I don't want to clog the microphone. Yeah, sure. You know, no, sure, no, no sure. Uh, here's here's a story that, that Joe Quesada told about uh, Ultimates. Uh, it's supposed to be wrapping up. Ultimates, the second miniseries, right now, issue 12 has not come out. When he first got the script for issue 12, it was 36 pages, as opposed to the regular 22, and he asked uh, Miller, Millar, however you pronounce his name, He's if he done. could. Okay, Miller, I say Miller. But
1: I've heard it, Malar, by people Paul that James. work with Paul him. J-
6: Mark- Paul Jenkins called him Malar. Oh, Mark- whatever. Supposed- Everybody knows what talking about. Whatever. It. I
2: fucking mean, while I'm here, okay? <laughs> okay, <laughs> so fine.
6: Um, anyways, he, he turned this in, and Quisada's like, instead of having 36 pages, can we bump this up to 44 and give you two Sources, issues? Sources and uh, molar said, I think I can probably do that, but let's check with Brian Hitch and see if he can do it. And they checked with him, and he said, yeah, I can probably do that, too. Just pay me my money. So uh, they, uh, they, they, they get this worked out, and they turn in the final script for issue 12. And it, it's not 22 pages, it's 26. Quisada steps back and says, fine, I'll live with it. And he sends it off to Brian Hitch. Brian Hitch is drawing it. He calls up Quesada and says, I need 36 pages to tell this story. End result being that issue 12 is going to be 36 pages, and now there's also going to be an issue 13.
11: Oh. cool! A-
7: any
6: news, right. from, uh, Ronin?
11: Uh, uh, news from Ronan? News uh, from Ronan? We <laughs> can't wrong. talk about there's that right still now. Still Still um, here. There's something going on, but we can't talk about it here. Not not here. Not now. Um, uh, Can we get
0: the exclusive on that? You guys will get your
11: it. Oh, you guys, we'll get
0: the. Guys
11: get the exclusive. Yeah, you guys will get the. You guys will get the. What's oh, that?
1: That'd uh, be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Dave dreams
12: of the
11: day he has the opportunity. Hey Jim. Hey uh, uh, did you have anything for
4: yeah,
1: the panels? J- J- I know you J- went Jim to a Sean. bunch of you panels. Guys, you guys went. We so guys went to at
0: the DC panel, yeah. so I don't know if you want to uh, maybe you had a
1: better memory
4: than I
9: did. Well, no, honestly, what what Matt said was there wasn't any direct news. They like danced around and hinted at certain things. Like there was a great question somebody asked about. The future of the All Star line, you know, is there going to be an All Star Green Lantern? And they sort of seemed to say yes. They, they but
10: they, I thought they actually did say yes to a Green Lantern, and yes, there's going to be other All Star lineups. Are they,
2: they all going to take that long to get out? Oh God, I, I hope think not. Hey, hey, <laughs> well, All
1: Star mm-hmm. Superman could come out once every six months, and I will be fine with me yeah, because that book is worth it every time I get it. It, it
2: is, but it doesn't make it better.
1: I, that, book, I that book, I don't that care. That book, I don't. care. That didn't make sense.
2: It just, it just drives me crazy. Shut if up. It's not finished. Just make it, it worse. Work. Just so say every two months, it's coming
1: out every. Grant month. Morrison and Frank Quit quiet crying,
9: crying about late books. Head,
1: I think. That's that's the retailer, in luck. you.
9: So sorry, go ahead. <laughs> they talked more about All Star, Wonder Woman with Adam Hughes, okay, which he's going to be writing and drawing it. Um, which is another one I'm honestly wondering about. We're talking about on time. How on time is that going to be with him doing the writing and the art on it?
1: Now, Jim, fir- first con, right? How would you like the
10: panels? Actually, they were kind of neat. Um, there was a couple of points where I just wanted to get up and smack somebody who was asking a question. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, uh, that, well, now when you did, and you just like wanted to yell, ask a damn question. I had I a guy, oh. I had a,
0: we had a guy in the, in it was funny, we had a guy in the Marvel panel civil war and Joe Quesada was up there and he was trying to you know I, I obviously you could tell from the crowd's reaction there were there were a lot more cap fans than iron man fans as far as civil war is concerned that's what it should be and we're and I think it's well bastards. I think it's you know as comic fans I think it's easier to take cap side and he was trying to explain that but he's also trying to explain that they're not trying to portray one side or the other in favor of one of the other and 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 he was trying to give examples of why Tony Stark has a good opinion or a good point and his, his, he, he wanted to tell a little story. He said, okay, imagine if you're in this convention and you're in this room and all of a sudden, like, 100 guys in masks with AK-47s charge in and start covering every exit, and they just go, don't worry, we're here for your protection. You'd freak out. And it, and it seemed it was a pretty good analogy you know, or metaphor. And all of a sudden, this guy gets up, and he's like, you know, I just can't accept that. And it was yeah. okay. It was just like, what... What? Why would you bother getting up and saying that? What's the point? What do you? What do you? If you don't understand what he's trying to tell you, just sit sit down and shut up. There's no point to arguing, trying to argue with someone. You know, was he
7: dressed like, as a fat Ghostbuster? I, I don't know what he was dressed like, but was he dressed as three fat Ghostbusters?
0: But some of the questions are pretty silly.
1: Sometimes people get in into the minutia of comic books so yeah. much. you know, I, and, I was I was telling Sal we're walking in. Uh, back into the the con after having lunch today i was like you know it's been a really nice con because i haven't heard so many ridiculous arguments around the convention for you know the the fanboy argument i think you know, from what i'm seeing in this con i hope the comic fans are growing up a little bit i hope well, they're i all think getting older. i feel it you know it's it's more of these 30 and and forty-year-old guys, and they're not arguing about the ridiculous stuff. But you do have guys that stand up at these panels and go, you know, that answer isn't good enough. So yeah.
6: There was the, there was this one part at the ultimate panel, a guy stood up and said, just a dress marvel, and he was like, he was angry when he was saying this. I, I cannot stress how angry he was. Um, why is it that you decided to make Thor? an anti-American troop-hating son of a bitch or something like that. <laughs> I agree with that uh, question. I want to know an answer, damn it. So Jeff Lowe, Dude, I think like, that right?
11: same guy was in San Diego. This guy keeps following them every time. <laughs> Just pissed off. This guy recognizes him every time. He wore a mask, actually. Him. He had yeah, he mask a mask on, and when he got asked away. the question, he new. tore the mask off.
6: Oh, so good lord. No. Uh, then uh, Lowe sorry. answers. He goes, listen here, buddy. That's because Mark Millar
3: is a commie
6: pinko Scottish
3: bastard <laughs> America. That's why <laughs> <laughs> I'm fixing it. Nice.
8: That's
4: the news, I suppose. One of the talking about um, people that stood up. Uh, one of the one of the things that did come out during the DC Universe panel that I, I just remembered is um, a guy st- uh a guy stood up, a middle aged black guy, and he and he kind of was really contentious and said, you know. Basically, we've gotten one black character in a decade for 30 years. When are you going to be more, you know, multicultural or whatever in the DC universe? And, um, you know, I, I think they've they've been seriously doing that a lot the last couple of years. But his Mr. point, Merkle. the deal's point was just that, look, we don't want to just throw some character out there like they did in the 60s or 70s, like black so-and-so. And it's going to just be a flop, and no one's going to buy it anyway. So, we want, people, we want characters that you care about that are of different origins, like Mr. Terrific. Or, um, and the other thing, and this is kind of news, and I don't know if it is, is news or not, but he basically said that, that Jon Stewart is going to be the, the Green Lantern in the Justice League book.
9: Um, the same person you were talking about, the deal was talking to him afterwards, and he oh, even okay. went further with him and he said, One of the things we're trying to do now is we're looking at the fact that introducing characters who are more diverse has been very unsuccessful for us in the past. So we're trying to put them in team books. We're trying to give them opportunities to build a readership. And you mentioned Mr. Terrific and JSA. Um, he said you're going to be happy with the Justice League lineup. They're trying to put them in situations where they have an opportunity to build a fan base before they branch them out into solo opportunities. Because before, they've thrust them out as solo books and have just had like little to no success because there's been... Nothing to get people to latch onto them initially, and they're hoping now that maybe trying this approach. They said in the next year they're going to be really trying hard to slowly introduce these characters and hopefully build up a readership about them. So,
0: I know how you do. I, I know how you introduce a black character. You just team him up with a white guy who knows, knows kung fu. That's all you gotta do and And then have Matt
1: and have Matt and have Matt Fraction and Ed Brubaker. There you go, right? And you're good to go, baby.
3: I love Luke Cage. Hello, I'm Kevin Gillen, the writer of Phonogram, and well, just phonogram. You're listening to Around Comics. Um, all
1: right. um, wrap up here because we're running a little long for our let's
10: let Dan do the conclusion.
1: Um <laughs> final, thought. Be, best, final, thoughts. Final, uh, final thoughts. Best, final thoughts. Best, best buy of the uh, of the convention for everyone. Best buy. Best buy. What, what was the one thing that you got I, that you wrote? And I know, I, I, Dan, <laughs> you start.
4: I know, I got that Umbra issue that Chris was top of the stack. The six dollar book Steve, that Dave, Dave loves. For a whopping one dollar, so that, what's that per page, Dan? That actually pisses like me <laughs> off. I'm not the per page guy. Just
1: Umbra, me. great book. If you can pick it up for a dollar, definitely get it for six dollars. It's still it's worth it. I don't uh, care con. what you Before say.
12: You black and white pages for six bucks. <coughs> a scar tissue will give you
2: full color for three. Oh, <laughs> oh. Dustin,
8: best buy of the con. Uh, I picked up uh, Uncanny X-Men number 96, which I've always wanted. So it's pretty cheap. I got it for like half off. It was like 20 bucks. That cool. Was ridiculous. In good shape. Awesome. Sean, the Steve Englehart Justice League run. I was really looking forward to getting that. So.
9: Fantastic. How nice? much? The whole thing. Seventy-five bucks. Mm. The, the entire thing. Yeah. Wow. It's nice, right. It was a nice score. Excellent. Excellent. Jim. I wonder
7: needs a suitcase.
10: Oh crap! I don't know. Um, I, I got all of uh, Outsiders, almost all of Teen Titans, um, all the Green Lantern, and pretty much every single one of them was. Almost undercover price.
1: We're gonna make a Marvel fan of you yet. I did not
10: buy a single Marvel thing. I bought all these. Oh, things. and
0: for for anybody that listens to uh, to to raging, raging bullets, bullets, I just want everybody to know that I did see Sean walking around with a
9: full stack of Civil War <laughs> yeah. that he bought. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will admit I've gone a little bit to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good.
3: It's, yeah,
1: we'll
9: it's, it feels ones. so we're good, we're, we're, si-
1: we're sitting in the Civil War panel, and Sean nudges me. He's like, man, I think I'm going to have to, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to start reading this. this is good stuff. <laughs> I, already, I already
9: had my stack in the Civil War. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so good. But Sean, Sean is just a comic fan, but he does a fantastic DC um, podcast. Sean, real quick. Raging Bullets, tell us about it, where yeah. to find it, all that good stuff.
9: RagingBullets.com. And if you want to email me, RagingBullets at gmail.com. We do episodes every week. We do reviews of DC comics. We do uh, regular DC, Wildstorm, Vertigo, anything they publish. So we try to mm-hmm. hit everything.
1: So It's, it's a great podcast. Nothing. Pat,
11: best, uh, even though you haven't been able to
1: shop <laughs> at all, probably.
11: No shopping, just sketches. Uh, s- if uh, commissions count, I would say my uh, Phil Hester Thanos sketch. Phil, it's uh, penciled by Phil and inked by Andy Parks. Nice. It's beautiful. Outstanding.
1: Dave?
12: Uh, I had a great ham and cheese sandwich <laughs> with mayo <laughs> and a Coke It only cost me like $12. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't been able. I've been uh, away from the table probably a total of about forty-eight minutes over three days. So I haven't bought. It's
1: anything been a drawn system. bastard.
2: You know, apparently has. Pat has been away from it much
11: more than you, my friend. Yeah, I don't know how that. of <laughs> bathroom breaks. <laughs> yeah, right
12: yeah I, told, I don't know why he's going on bathroom breaks. I mean, why did I even? Uh, you know, I don't. Why did I bring catheter. the bottle if you're not going to use it? It's kind
11: of difficult to undress right in front of all these people. And I i got enough cameras on me already.
12: Well, your pants are off now. <laughs> <laughs> Between us. <laughs> but
11: hopefully I'll be able to get out
12: tomorrow and and look around. Nice. I hope.
4: Matt, uh, your best uh, buy of the con? Uh, well, it's kind of slow to buy a lot of things because we're sort of going around talking to people, whatever. But uh, today I bought a couple of uh, – spe- I got a spirit archive, uh, world's finest archive at half price, uh, off road, a book that you guys have been pimping mm-hmm. for forever, and so it better rock my world or I'm going to come after you. I'll give you the five bucks for if you don't oh, want
3: it. Oh, okay.
4: And I bought a copy of The King for $10 after Sal picked one up the other day. I was inspired. Nice. Uh, Mr. Price, out of that gargantuan
1: pile of crap you have sitting <laughs> over here in the corner of the room, what's your best buy of the week?
13: Oh. Right now, I think it's a toss up between. Dan wants to kick my ass for buying Desolation Jones one through six for a buck a piece hey, that,
1: that, that, that is <laughs> wrong that you got that is you, wrong you, that you I'm got desolation you, Jones I, I don't for know six dollars
13: dealer again but I'll oh no I know exactly where it was so I'll show you tomorrow. me yeah <laughs> um, and Vince thinks the Hulk oversized hardcover return of the monster is, for 15 bucks was a pretty good deal.
1: Nice. Nice. Good. nice. So I want I I weren't what was a best buy until I get home. Yes, yeah, and we still have a whole day of shopping left. So, Vince,
5: uh the best thing I got at the con wasn't anything I bought. I got a lot of good stuff, but uh Chris and Sal took the uh mm. the convention uh program yeah. with the the scintillating ar- artistic stylings of Mr. Greg Land on it. <laughs> <laughs> and um <laughs> I swear they took it to everyone they came in contact with. There must be 50 autographs on the front of this. If there's one, there's at least 50. Greg Land, Joe Casada, John Romita Jr., Tony Moore, John Romita Jr. is the best one. There's no question.
2: Where <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> his
0: are, we already knew. Or,
5: who, who, help me out. Who else is on uh, that?
0: Angel Medina, Andy Tom McDonald, Brievert, C.B. Sawuski, Jim yeah. Starlin, Ivan uh, Brandon, uh, Jim Andy Calipari, McDonald,
1: it, um, Peter David, uh, Jeremy Hahn.
0: It's insane. Mark Sable. And anybody it, we could get. And
5: it's something that I'm going to, you know, it's one of those things that. Screw the whole collection, sell it. That's probably one of the one, well, it is the one thing I would keep. Vince, and number one,
1: it. happy birthday. Number two, thank you for being a great comic fan and a great friend.
7: You're my buddy. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, top that, Chip. Uh, uh, man, I don't know how to top that.
3: Uh,
7: Dave also, yes, Dave Wachter. Dave, who?
3: burn it. <laughs> <laughs> pat
0: wasn't at the table he was off on one of his pee breaks when we came around
7: i uh, i'd have to say that, was that? it was probably you know and i i hope tony moore's wife's not listening to this podcast uh i think you know because she, she would probably get ticked off if he that uh i mentioned the uh, hardcover mm-hmm. he gave it to me for 10 bucks Wow, and he so signed there it. You go. Screw the guy I mean, now. that's well, you know, he's selling it for thirty. So I mean, that was that's probably the best deal that I got. But you know, I I'd, I'd have to say that you know the fact that I walked up to you guys and I was like, hey, I'm weak rocker on the forums. And you're like, here's a T-shirt, and I'm like, sweet, <laughs> <laughs> a fresh T-shirt because way. I was starting to smell. Yeah. So and yeah, the the mouse guard so, and, and, oh, sketch. Yeah, that's really cool too, but. You know, and I and it was funny though because I uh, I didn't believe the thing about the smell at cons. Oh, <laughs> but it's true. You know what? It, it's true, and it, it's a bunch of people smelling like hamburgers walking around. It, it, was,
11: it wasn't that bad here. I'll tell you that. When it isn't as bad here. You should try coming to San Diego for the full effect. <laughs> no. so the hamburgers I, apparently don't
7: smell I, as
1: nice. Sal and I, Sal and I, kept smelling onions. The
7: entire day. Hamburgers, you know. But it's funny though. I went over to the hotel and I into the uh, the gift store and I bought a, a stick of deodorant because, you know, Dave told me he was like, "Man, I bring one with me," you know. And I was like, "Damn it, I wish so I." That, was that one. your first <laughs> stick of deodorant? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was my first one.
6: Neil, Neil, your best buy of the con. Um, it's a actually a local Chicago guy who I've been following his work for a while, and uh, I, there was two things I didn't have, and I, I picked them up here. Cost me, I think, twenty. It's Jeff Brown. Uh, he yeah. does all of his stuff through Top Shelf Comics, mm-hmm. which is a company that I adore giving my money to more than I think any other comic book what company out there right now. Yeah, I mean, the, so the Top the Shelf
1: list. probably had the most amazing collection of books for any company's booth out of any Top
6: and Shelf. And there was deals. Was yeah. Oh yeah, everything got, was cheap. Yeah, which I bought is, like
3: four books from them. That, yeah, that so
6: really I got I got unlucky and I got clumsy. And uh, the cool thing is, if you were buying books from Jeff Brown. He was doing a little sketch on the yeah. inside of the cover for you right then and there, and uh, it, it was really really cool. I was D- happy Dustin to get him. Dustin got the same thing.
1: Amazing table sketches. Uh, they're they're fantastic. Uh, Ape Entertainment was doing the same thing. Amaz- I got a great Black Coat sketch uh, by uh, was Ben from uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, Ben Licious, who's the uh, co-creator of Black Coat. Great stuff. But top shelf. Top Shelf's booth was amazing at this show.
6: And it was so. small, too. And it, it just shows that even if you have like a very tiny booth, you can pack a lot of really quality stuff into it. And the people that spoke to you, they yeah, And they were time. busy, man. They were busy, busy. Yeah. all weekend, which was good so, to see. Uh, Love yeah. the Top Shelf stuff. If you don't give your money to Top Shelf,
1: you should. Yes, please. Absolutely. And we will have them on Around Comics because we talked to uh, Santos. Santos. Chris, yes, Santos. Chris yeah. Santos. And so we're going to be talking more and more about Top Shelf. And we have Jeffrey shelf. Brown. Yes, uh, yes. I'm, I'm probably oh, going to. Staros. 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 Staros, Staros, Staros. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so many people. Your your best buy or best <laughs> sale, sale, maybe or best buy, whatever. No, it's,
2: it's sales is average, whatever. Okay. Gram sales, sales are all good. Money's huh. money. Uh, no, but probably say probably say the Tony Moore sketch is, and and the Jeremy Hahn one. They're both equal because they're such great sketches both. But that Tony Moore one is, absolutely classic. It's funny. And I also got because uh, I am gay for Captain America. I got a uh, Captain America jack-in-the-box.
3: Don't ask, Jack me Literally, a, J- a Captain
2: America jack-in-the-box. I could not help buying this. Literally, you just... I'm guessing maybe it's like, you know... I don't know, Hail to the Jeep. I don't know. Yeah, Stars and Stripes forever. I don't know. And, and Pop, uh, uh, Pop's Captain America. So I've got that to scare the shit
1: out of myself at 3 o'clock in the morning. Sal, we have bought... Uh, Damn near nothing. I mean, no, I bought
0: a ton. Well, me? I
1: mean, okay. It, as far as like, you I know, I spent like
0: four hundred dollars this weekend <laughs> on frigging comic wow, books, man. And I didn't. I, yeah,
1: I don't know. What, no, did not that much. I, did, I, did, I, did, I never felt like spent, we went out on like the show. <laughs> it's what I never felt like we went out shopping. No, it was, I, like, it
0: was just like I yeah. I would see something and get it, and I got, you got a bunch of stuff signed. I. It's hard for me to, I, you know, deals. I don't know. Um. I'm going to put it in like a time spent kind of thing. I mean, the the uh, we stood around and waited uh, for like maybe, you know, well, between yesterday and today we stood around for a couple hours trying to get John Romina Jr. on the show. Ah. And the 15 minutes sitting on the floor with him
1: was, you know, well worth... Any anything that we went through, you and uh, and and we'll. I don't know if it'll come out before this episode or after this episode, but you and and Vince did an interview with John Romita Jr. That was fifteen minutes of uber geekdom for me to just sit there and go. We're sitting down with John Romita Jr. and. Laughing with this guy, and, and oh my God, Sal just asked him about the mullet. Yes.
2: <laughs> I, was, was I did. Was anybody snuggling with him?
1: We wanted to,
0: and yeah. you know no, what? The he guy was, was so he nice. Was, he he was have. he was the nicest yeah. guy, and so gracious. And uh, I don't. I mean, the last few years, I l- I've met a lot of creators and drank with a few of them, and <laughs> other things <laughs> with <laughs> a few. And I ju- and I, I don't I, well, uh, I don't generally get too starstruck with these guys too much mm-hmm. but yeah i was having a hard time keeping the microphone from shaking, and talking to, to him because uh, just such a huge fan of his work and he couldn't be a nicer guy i mean he's just funny and and literally we were, we were literally <laughs> sitting on the floor <laughs> We were literally sitting on the floor with them, uh, talking for like 15 minutes, and it, it was. Yeah. We have pictures of it, and we're gonna play it. And, it, it and
1: was, but that was the the highlight. And and, and 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 Vince, we'll get get your because this was the convention highlight for me. Um, John Romita Jr. was the most gracious, inviting guy that I. I mean, just he funny, charming. And John, John Romita is so good; he could be an asshole. And you would still buy his stuff and like it. Right. Not a nicer, nicer guy. And Humble amazing. to...
5: Yeah. I've never met a more humble man. Uh, as, as far as that level of talent. Pretty much the only one living who could shine Jack's shoes. And the guy comes out and he gives you his time. Sits there and talks to you like, you know, like, like you're an equal. You know? I mean... I don't even know what to say. I'm getting he's all he's like. He's
0: self-deprecating. He, I mean, he just, you know, he doesn't take it too serious. He doesn't. Right. I mean,
1: funny. Oh yeah.
0: my god, funny. It's just great. Yeah. You'll hear the interview
2: and it. was fantastic.
1: Yeah. That that was a definite con highlight. That's it. That's it. When I see
2: him on the floor, I'm I'm just running up to him and giving him a hug. You should. You should. In fact, I may just buy him. He could. <laughs> I bet
5: he, could, uh,
2: he could probably bench press you. Do you ever see his arms? The Guys.
0: built. Oh, and I wanted to say we found out because. Uh, when when the eternals were when it was first sort of announced that the eternals were coming out and neil gaiman had had put on his board uh, oh, a couple of, of preview pages i had posted a, a um an article on our site about it with a picture of john ramita junior and someone came onto our site and said why did and, and posted a comment on the picture it says why do my why did my why does my nose look so big and it was signed J.R.J.R. J. R. And I went to Chris, and I'm like, no, there's no It's somebody screwing around. Yeah, it's well, no way. it was John Romita Jr. that came oh. to me, because he says whenever books are coming out, he goes on Google and he searches for reviews and, and articles about the stuff, and he'll go on and just <laughs> screw around. And he's like, yeah, that was that was me. He's like, when was that, <laughs> like three months ago? I'm like, yeah, that was about three months ago. Yeah, that was me, and I, was, it, I couldn't believe it. So that was just uh, pretty amazing to, to hear him say that, and you'll hear the rest in the, in the uh
1: the interview. Well, I gu- guys, I guess that's probably no, no, our. No, no. Oh, we got no. one more. Yes. The quiet man didn't. You? Oh, Did no, you Dan. Didn't Dan? You oh, you're. Oh, you're by. You buy? My Umbra. My Umbra. Oh, oh yeah. the, James James the Umbra. First. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're so quiet about it. We hey forgot. For it. By hey, the time we got to the end, we'd already forgot about. Dan it. Dan doesn't have a keyboard, so he's so quiet. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Just give you so, like a little. We we got a, we got a couple announcements here and we're going to wrap things up. Um, we are now uh, proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, which is headed up by Neil Gorman. Thank you very much, Neil. All
3: right,
1: we got to work on that website. Uh, yeah, sure. The the CPN is a collection of the best comics podcast network or comics podcast on Yay. the net. Uh, you can learn more about the network and find more great podcasts at comicspodcast dot com uh the forum as always we love you guys this is our first big forum meetup uh Week rocker um vince david matt s pat like citizen dave uh, dustin paper cut you guys are every day we spend time with you virtually and it's it's been awesome
0: Oh yeah, it's easily the, the like we said before. The best part of the show was mm-hmm. meeting everybody
1: and yeah. and hanging out. So Maybe guys, for such a great time. Um, thank you from me and Sal. And thank
4: you. Let's give a big round of applause for ourselves.
1: Yeah, I rock. <laughs> and and, Dar- and Dark Tower, of course. You guys are amazing. Um, We post new episodes every Tuesday on the forum, and you can give your input. We uh, appreciate it to unleash the research monkeys to uh, give us uh, the Evil Monkey Crew crew so we can have stuff to talk about. Um, The July August contest, uh, Write Tom's Comic. Uh, The Listener LCS Challenge. Please download our flyer, and you heard all about that at the beginning of the show. Uh, Vote for us at Podcast Alley. We'd love to uh, see an iTunes review if you have the time. Uh, Our sponsor today, youbynow.com, Thank you very much. And uh, I'd like to thank everyone here. It's uh, uh, Mark, Neil, Chip, Vince, David, Matt, Pat, David. Jim, Sean from Raging Bullets, Dustin, Dave, and Dan and Sal. As always, you are my partner in crime and the producer of the show. We miss Tom. He's out at Walapalooza. Everyone, I have a fantastic me. week. Hmm? Oh L Matt Kramer, yes. Matt yes. Kramer, and, yeah, he was here. And oh, he, Pamp, he the Pamp. The Pamp was here. Uh, who else? Oh, Oliveri. Uh, oh my, oh okay. Michael Michael Colin Bunn. Colin Bunny uh, was here. Uh, uh, this, Bernie Bernie Gonzalez. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Over Stop everything. Steve. Yeah. Everybody, Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, have a fantastic week. <laughs> (laughs) We'll be back again next Monday with another full-length episode. In the meantime, we'll be everywhere in... And around...
3: Comics! Comics!
0: If you would like to suggest a topic, send us your comments or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the Contact Us section of our website. For that and the latest in comics news and opinions, go to www.aroundcomics.com. Music for this show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next week. With a panel will change, but our mission stays the same: bringing you the best in discussion, news, and reviews in and around comics.